study is to delve into the phenomenon of psak. And I'm very, you know, much interested in saying a lot about the methodology of psak because for many of us, our early learning of halacha has been largely learning deos pishitos, right? You know, and uh, cataloging opinions and committing them to memory. The Rashba says this, the Tosa says this, the Gra said this, right? Um, this kind of emphasis fails us in our struggle, uh, each of us, to become an isha halakha. We will not have the understanding of what we're doing. Halakha is not an exercise in memorization. It's the pursuit of dialectical coherence across sugyas. Halakha is first and foremost a perush of the Gemara. Implicit in every psak is an approach to the Talmudic discussion that underlies it. So that's why we spend a lot of time on the conceptual background before we get to the details. So in our first um, session, we concentrated on the chepza de isura, right? The the gufa isur. For instance, a piece of non-kosher meat or a cup of milk from a behemoth tamea. By itself, the gufa isur is surely prohibited. Isur is isur, and, and that's it. When it's mixed with heter, however, it's possible for the guf ha'isur to lose its forbidden status. So in the words of the rush, which we saw last time, when there's sufficient heter in a mixture to override the isur, nepach ha'isur lios kulo heter. The isur loses its forbidden quality and becomes, at least for now, wholly permitted. So you remember that the Rush emphasized that there's not even an Isur Drabonin when there's Bitul. Afilu mi Drabonin. Heter means Heter. Nepach Heter. Right? But for now. You'll note that I say, but for now. And the reason is, the Isur does not lose its ability to prohibit under other circumstances. It's contingently still Isur. Right now it's Heter. The Rush mentions Choser Veneur. Right? Meaning that the Easter is awakened when it's later combined with other Easter. Okay? It's a neyor, like uh, the way a uh, man, yeyor mishnasa, mishenosa, the way he'll waken from his sleep. Right? For another etymology, by the way, which Rashi rejects in favor of this one, you can see Avodazara, Ayin Gimel, uh, Amud Aleph, Dibor Maskil, Matza. Matza, it's mean. Uh, Esmino, you can see uh, in the Kama Kama Batel Sugya where the wine is dripping. So he gives another uh, etymology that he rejects. Everything that we've seen heretofore, what we saw the first time about Beetle, pertains to Guf Ha'isur. How about if that Guf Ha'isur is no longer visible? For example, how about Chelev that fell into a pot of other food and has dissolved so that it's no longer perceptible. This is known and I, I emphasize this because I never explained this before. This is Tamo Velomama show. Because it's not the aim, because you can't see it, it's considered as if it's not there. So once it's 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 been this done. Now we know this is not to say that Chazal believed it disintegrated chemically that it's that its molecules are not there. What they mean is, Mama Shosh al Isur 
is something mamash that you can see. It's be'ain. Yes, sir. I thought the Ramah rejects that because the Ramah holds that you can add cold water or something to it. Okay, I'm going to come back. So, I'm going to come. And it would congeal. Yeah, but it's again that means that it's it's contingently. We're not. We're just talking about circumstances that it is now, right? Second thing is we're going to point out that whether or not milk, right, is a machlokus satosus in the Rashba, right? Whether or not milk that fell into meat, and the context of the Ramah there, if I, if I remember correctly, is, uh, is, is with milk, right? I don't remember about that. Uh, I, I, I remember I, that this would yeah, be six in my mind. Yes, that you can congeal it, and it'll come through. Right, right, right. right. So that but, like but, there's, but there's still a mo- for the time being, let's just assume, as Rashi uh, uh, defines, Rashi on the page says, Afilu Chalav. And by the way, that's a Basar B'cholav Indian as to whether or not the Basar B'cholav is even if there's even the mashu of chalav. Right. That's a basar chalav. We'll leave that. But Rashi says that anything that chalav for sure, and Tosus agrees with chalav, that that dissolve if it's not the ain, it's tam. That's the way we define tamo below mama show. Let's read the soge, and then we'll see if you still have the um, objection. Okay. So this is not to say that we think that the fat has disintegrated when we can no longer see it. Only that it's not defined. As mamashos, if it's not the ain, okay, all right. So Rabbi Yochanan, in our first source, is cited by one of his closest Talmudim, Rabbi Abahu, and names are important, by the way, in establishing authority, as we'll note on several occasions. And there's certain names in the Gemara that the Gemara always treats halacha very seriously. Two of them are Rabbi Yochanan and Rava. They're the big names for Psak halacha. Okay, and Rabbi Yochanan says here in a memra. What's a memra? A memra is a halachic statement without any, uh, any kind of source. It's not dialectic. It's an apodictic statement of halacha. I have a PhD here. I have to use fancy language. Okay, <laughs> so it's an apodictic statement of halacha. That means it has no source. Okay, so he says it's just a statement of what the halacha is, and it's the first source that I source that I give you from Perik Basra to Avodah So I gave you a sheet today make it a little bit easier. Chulin, well, you can look in the Gemara, but I gave you a sheet with some of these other sources, so I'm not quoting them at you. So let's look at the very first one, and you can mark up the sheet, and you can take this home as a party favor. Okay, so here it is. It's yours. Okay? Amar Rabbi Abahu, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Kol shetamo mamasho asur. Whenever I have, whenever one has, tamo, both the flavor and mama show and be'ain, asur. The mixture is asur. For loking alav, and you can get malkos. And what's the shear that has to be? There has to be at least zo kazais bichdei achilas pras. We're going to forget about the shear for today. Tamo v'lo mama show, if there's just the flavor of the isur in the tarovis, but not mamashos, asur ve'ain loking alav. V'im riba Ta'am Lifgam Mutar. We're going to leave the Tam. This whole context of the Sugi is Tam Lifgam, which we're going to get to in a later uh, Siman. We'll leave that part of it out for today. Okay? Let's parse Rabbi Yochanan's words very carefully. The most important point when there's just Tama di Sura, just the flavor, it's also Usr. Just as Gufa Isur, the Ain is Usr. Rabbi Yochanan establishes a chiluk. When the iser is be'ain, that is, its mamoshas is perceptible, then the mixture is prohibited, 
and one receives makos for intentionally consuming it. Conversely, the member of Rabbi Yochanan, if you, uh, if uh, it's just tamo, and one consumes it, and one doesn't get makos, but it's still lesser. Now, the member of Rabbi Yochanan is indeterminate. What do I mean by that? It could sustain multiple perush and more than one perush. It draws a distinction between two cases of tarobis. The first, when the Easter is perceptible to the eye. In such a case, one gets malchus for eating it. Okay? The second, when the Easter is not perceptible to the eye, but it can be tasted. In such a case, one does not receive malchus for eating it, but it too is prohibited. That's all he says. Okay? Now, one potential perush is to consider the difference in deem, whether or not there's malkos, as an indication of the authority of the Iser. We might say, right, that one receives malkos for eating the first tarovis, where the gufa Iser's be'ain because one has violated the law of the Torah. One doesn't receive malkos for eating the second tarovis, where the gufa iser is not be'ain, and only its flavor is perceptible, because one has not violated a lot of the Torah. Right? By consuming the flavor of the iser. On this first reading, we might conclude, right, just reading it that way, that tam ki'ikar, the principle that the flavor of an iser is as if the iser itself is present, is not Minotaurus. See, everybody sees simply how you could read Rabbi Yochanan that way. Okay? And that would be tempting to read it that way. It's Rabbi Yochanan, he's a biggie, right? That's what he said. Right? You, would, you might read it that way. But we must note that there may very well be another explanation for the lack of Malkos. We should be cautious concluding from the detail of the punishment for violation, anything so momentous as to whether it is the Orisa or the Rabbanan, right? Okay, so we have to be careful. I'll suggest another page, okay? And it's not for me. It's, a, it's a, a Frenchman who said it, okay? Despite that, we'll accept it. As a legitimate, okay? In the Elu Ovri, in Psafin, the Ri de Orléans, right? Okay? in fact stipulates that there's another reason altogether that there's no malkos for tamo Veloma show. He says <coughs> this on the sugya, by the way, where Rabbi Akiva, was also a biggie, right, says that we learn tam ki'ikar Torah from clay midjah. Right, what does the Torah tell us to do with clay midjah? You've got to take the keli, you've got to kasher. Torah says to kasher the keli. What do we learn from there? Tom ki'ikar. Tom is flavor of Yisur is Asr. Otherwise it wouldn't have commanded us to kasha the keli. Okay? So that's what Rabbi Akiva learns. Right? So on that then, the reed d'Orléans has a problem. Right? He's got Rabbi Akiva saying this, and he's got the statement of Rabbi Abahu. So there in something, he explains the Gemara we're looking at in Avodah You can find it in Tosfus here. In Tosfus here, quotes him there. Okay? 
And here's uh, what he says. He says that because Rabbi Akiva derives Tam Ki'ikar from Clay Midian, there's an obligation to kosher the flavor of Isur from non-kosher Kali, not a direct love to not to consume Tama de Isura. Right? You, you got the phrase. What, what is it? Well, I'm going to say it in a minute. We, since Rabbi Akiva maintains that this ab ein mashkichim bevatskol, that was a vatskol, okay? Since Rabbi Akiva maintains that this obligation is where we learn tam ki'ikar, the nature of the prohibition must be different. It's not a lav, and hence there are no malkos. What is it? It's an isur ase. What does that mean? It means that there's an obligation to kasha the kalim. That obligation entails then a prohibition against eating without koshering the kalim. Right? So it's not a law not to eat uh, um, uh, flavor of Esur. It's a ase to kosher the kalim that have the flavor of Esur. Yes? That was just a one-time thing. We don't have that all the time. Well, we do we what do, what do you mean? Do we have any other cases of Easter Is that what you mean? No, no, no. Uh, or you the, mean that claiming God is not Ligoas? We don't have an obligation to, like, I don't know, kosher all kalim that are used by Ghani or something. Yeah, right. well, we, if we buy them, we do. Right, but, okay. Right, so the, the, I just the, think the, I... Do we, right? we have a chiyub? Let's, yeah. let's say I buy a train okay. from somebody, and let's say I'm going to use it in, in two months, and I want to kosher. You're saying that I'm over on it. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's your question, is right? No, it isn't. It's not a question. It might be that when I want to use it, I have to kosher. In which case, I could still say that's an Isarase. Okay, but is it the Doros or like... Well, it, it, you know, apparently for him it is because okay. he says that's where we get, um, you know, uh, Tom Kikar from. That's Robbie Kikar. Right. It's like, okay, maybe may not But he's extrapolating from, from yeah. the Kalim to Achila. Yeah. And he's saying because the Kalim need to be kosher because they have trafe in it, so therefore, when it comes to achila, if you're eating right, eating tam, so he's extrapolating from what you're supposed to do. Well, well who's just, who's really extrapolating? What one? It's Rabbi Akiva aliba dari, right? So in other words, well, all Rabbi Akiva said that you can learn tam ki ikar. You can learn that you're not supposed to from the fact that the Torah required you to kasha the kaling. That's all he's saying. His language is midoraita, or his language is um, it's minatora. He's a, minatora. He yeah, says yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and before going back to this question also before, are there yeah. any other, at least you've touched on it, are there any other Isurase? Because I always struggle with the notion of an Isurase. Beyond, beyond, you know, claim it young. Do we have any other situations of, of uh, Sure. Isurase? So we refer to always that perhaps Shita is only an Isurase. Right? Well, so if the other way, the opposite way. Okay. There's a prohibition against eating bus or that wasn't. It's the opposite way. It's the mirror vision of it as an isarase. There's a prohibition against eating, uh, um, you know, e- eating So therefore, you have to shaft it in order that it not be neighbor and therefore the uh, and that's why they ask the question: How do you know you make a bracha on shchita because it's an isarase, and that's where we learn it's a bracha even on an isarase, on an on an ase that comes that's derived. From a prohibition. Here we have a prohibition that's derived from a from a from a, an assay, right? So it's sort of the mirror vision of them. They're not exactly the same usage, in my opinion, right? 
So I'm asking, I'm answer, I'm pro I'm providing as an answer. But if you, know, you had not asked the question, I would have asked the question, right? Because okay. the the read is using, he's using the. Um, I can't I can't pronounce. I have to say. I know it sounds presumptuous. I can. You smiled when I say the Orléans. I have to, I have to because my mother was French. Uh, I spoke French as a kid, you know. Yeah. And I can't I can't also. There's certain yeshivish pronunciations that I just can't say. <laughs> I cannot say a medrash. For the life of me, I have to quote a midrash. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I know that it's a theory. I can't. If you remember I'm me, not. you know you'll have a lot of sympathy for yeah, me. Yeah, I know, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I can't not pronounce his name correctly. Okay, you know. So anyway, um, or at least his town right. correctly. Now I happen to live near a theater growing up called the Orleans. And I did not refer to it as the Orléans. <laughs> I did not, you know, because someone would have punched me in the mouth. That I that. Okay. Mr. Wilkins, so you, yeah. don't, you don't like you don't like the, the notion of shkita and, and eating basar as a, another example of isarasa. You're saying it, it's a reverse. Well, it's it's the more for me. It's actually the more familiar example of isarasa because there's a lot of Torah in that. For instance, how do we know that we make a bracha on kedushin? Is there a mitzvah actually to be married? Right. So the way the Torah says says it says, and by the way, don't learn from me. Ephrat Sobolovsky get really angry if she thinks I'm telling people that there's no obligation to get married. You know, it says ki yikach ish isha is like a conditional. When a man takes a woman, right, or or like Percy Sledge, when a when a man loves a woman, right. So the fact when a man when a man wants to take a woman, this is how he does it, right. So I used to always say to my wife, you know, by the way. There's 613 misses of the Torah. I, I, one of them is because of luck, safer creases, you know? That's, but that's not, that's conditional. I'm not obligated to do that, right? It's if I want to send a woman away, I have to do it with the safer creases. That's what it is. So the whole question is, how do we know that we should make a bruckle and Kedushin? So the case they always give. It's the same that maybe there's no mitzvah to get married, right? Lamai nafkamina, is there a mitzvah to be married or not? So the famous like famous Torah that I said once was the not my nafkamina, right? Nafkamina is when somebody gets married, you just say mazel tov, or do you say mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov, right? Okay, because there's there's their mitzvah to be married, right? So that's my famous brisker Torah. The um, it doesn't always work brisker Torah. So anyway, the um, the uh, don't tell Robert Rosen if I said that. So the, um, the, the, the example that's always given is shechita. We make a brach on shechita. Shechita is contingent on the desire to eat meat. We're not obligated to eat meat. It might be ain simchal or basar or whatever, but we're not today obligated to eat meat, right? By the way, Rob Gorin, do you remember the name Rob Gorin? It was the Rabbi Rashi and a big Tommy Chacham was famously a vegetarian, right? Did not eat. I knew a couple of uh, uh, rebbeim of mine who would not eat shechita outside of Eretz Yisrael. So they lived their lives as uh, vegetarians. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was like ascetic punishment for having left Eretz Yisrael, or that was because the, um, they thought that it was preferable shechita-wise. But in any case, they didn't go out of their way to find the opportunity to, to find kosher shechita, uh, and it didn't motivate them to move back. Okay. So anyway, here's the... Um, so um, that's a more familiar use of isarase, you know. But we do find that lushen many, many times. Which is the the point here that makes them analogous is that the point that he's making is, and why is he doing this? Because he thinks 
that the halacha must that Rabbi Akiva is so explicit, so that and Rabbi and Rabbi Yoch, Rabbi Yochanan isn't. Rabbi Yochanan's not explicit, right? Rabbi Yochanan is just there's no makos. So he says, well, I can explain them. I can put them together coherently. I can read Rabbi Yochanan as saying there's no makos because it's a uh, it's it's not a lav, right? So therefore, I can I Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Yochanan can work together. If I explain Rabbi Yochanan to be saying that there's no makos because it's not the Orisa, then I negate Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. So in the pursuit of coherence across the sugyas, I have a shita that works for both. I can read them both together. Yeah. What about Mishras? Could you also oh, so Mishras is the uh, so Mishras is the other one mentioned in the same sugya. Yeah? Right. Okay. Everybody know what that is. So it says that the Nazar should not consume Mishras anovim. So that's if he's soaked. Um, uh, you know, uh, grapes in, let's say, dark water, because I'd have a problem. It would be the ain if it was. Yeah, that's me asked that question. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It would be the ain if it was regularly clear water, right? You could see, like, you would be able to see. But if it's not clear, yeah. it's not clear. If you're seeing liquid dripping out of, let's say, I thought the case yeah. where it was just cake. You take cake and you. You like mix it with with like grape stuff, and you supposedly squeeze it all all the juice. Yeah, but I'm saying, but they but say, still yeah, there. but they still say still also liquidy. bread, and bread was usually pretty light colored. That's the example that the Kamari gives. So I'm trying to get around. No, it. But you can see it's wet. I'm saying if you can yeah. see it's wet, isn't that the aim? No, I, I don't Who know. Who cares about the color? If it's I don't wet, know. You know it's I don't wet. know. You know yeah, but you know that it's you can't see. Yeah, maybe you could see its effect. I'm not going to argue it. But the point is that Mishras is the so for Rashi who wants to say that Tom Kikor is loving the Torah. What does he say? He says you have two limudim in that parak and shnei suvim, abayim kechad, aim What about the reed from Orion? Well, so he's going to have another reason why he's going to argue that it's the Orisa. Okay, but he wants to say that Rabbi Akiva, and he wants to say that it might be that they're two limudim for two separate reasons. But he doesn't find that shnei suvim, abayim kechad, aim compelling because. That's a principle in Midrash Halacha. It's not a principle in Sogis. Okay. Right? Well, that's great, but how's he going to explain that? Uh, like, it makes sense that he could possibly say that Chemidyan uh, is an Israsay. But could you say that Mishras is an Israsay? Like, <coughs> no, but you can just say that Rabbi Akiva, you know, maybe the, he wants, maybe the Mishras is an Asmachta, right? I mean, there's a lot. There's like a lot of strat. There's a lot of strategies, okay. And in the end, we could say that the read early on is really saying something else. We could actually say a lot of times I want to read the Rishonim this way, not that they're giving a parish, but they're saying, uh, "Don't be so fast to conclude." Maybe that's not the case. I can offer another argument. So I don't want to say for sure that if he was asked to paskin, he would paskin like that. So, okay. So anyway, and we have a, a bigger problem because we've got a third sogia that we have to deal with, and then a fourth sogia. And the fourth sogia I left for you to look at, I think it would be too hard to do, and that's source number four. I think that'll be too hard to do without you having a chance to look at it. So I'd really like you to look at it. Now, the, the point is this. Why am I, you know, not just doing Shulchan Aruch? Because if you learn your day with me, you also get credit for Colin, and you don't have to take Colin. So there you go. You just knocked off another requirement. Okay? Nice. So, because um, <laughs> they know I do a lot of sugyas. Okay? And I always make sure that I give a s- sample copy of the questions that I ask. I always make sure to include a lot from the sugya. Okay? All right. So, anyway, I'm going to give you a first set of questions that you can already work on over Thanksgiving, and that'll be like maybe about one fifth, about 20% of what you need to know for Tyrobus, because it'll be all the foundational principles. Okay? So, let's. Um, 
let's um, let's move on. Okay. So wh- where are we so far? So we have two readings in Rabbi Yochanan, right? And the you know, um, and there's something very comfortable about the second reading, the one we just did with the Rida Leon. Rabbi Yochanan does use the word usher for both tamo mama show vitamo velo mama show. And I'd be uncomfortable if we were constrained to have to explain one as being usher minatora and the other midrabana, and then he should have spelled it out, shouldn't he? Okay, it's not such a strong point, but it's, it's my only Kiddush here, so I'm offering it. Okay? Now, so halacha is the pursuit of coherence, not across single sugyas, but across all the sugyas that deal with a particular topic. So let's look at another one and see whether we can align it with one of the two approaches to the Mamer of Rabbi Yochanan. What are the two approaches? The first one is the difference is Malkos, no Malkos is Minatora, Midrabonin, right? The second one is no Malkos because uh, it's an Isarase, Malkos for the for Tamo, Bimama Show, Umama Show, because it is a uh, it is a lot. Okay? All right? And first one is. Um, uh, Tom Ikar is Minatora, the second one is Minatora. Okay? Let's go further. Okay? So let's look at the second source. So now we have a Mishnah in Parakola Basar in Masechus Cholin, Dav Kufches Amur Aleph. Tipas Cholov, Shenafla Al Hachaticha. Here you have famous case, right? Of you're in the. You, of, pot of meat is cooking on the stove and somebody's walking by with a plate of uh, with a bowl full of um, um, you know uh, fruity pebbles okay, the Hua Din Cheerios okay, just if you want to make you can make a, a, a sub on what I say okay, so somebody's walking by and the drop <laughs> you know, I, as a kid by the way I, I said at my bar mitzvah, my father had told me no jokes but I said at my bar mitzvah drasha that I was putting out my Kedushan on Choshen and Mishpat, which was everywhere it said, Ruvain lends to Shimon, I have a comment, who didn't Shimon the Levi? So he got a big laugh, and my father was so angry at me. He said, this is not the time for jokes, I remember. Anyway, so here I have this drop, and the drop is there, and you're watching the drop go, and you're going, no, right, and you're watching it hit, and you watch as it hits, and it lands right on a piece of meat. Okay? We're going to get the details of this mission in great detail in Simon Tzadi Bey's when Chaticha Naseh Stebei Lechanan. Okay? Now, the, so the, the Mishnah makes a distinction. Nafla ala Chaticha im yeshba benosein tam boso Chaticha aser but nier es if you were stirring it as it fell and the drop got distributed in the whole pot or it fell into the gravy directly im yeshba benosein tam boso kadeira aser Okay? Again, let's read it. The fundamental chiluk in the Mishnah. When a drop of milk falls on a single piece of meat in a pot, we measure from the sinas tam in that piece alone. Let's not stress on all the details here, because we will get them at a later date. When the drop of milk is distributed throughout the pot, then we measure from the sinas tam in the contents of the whole pot. Our focus this morning is on the machlokas between a baiv or rava, and then that rava is indeterminate. That Rava, ha- that there are two, um, at least two ways we can understand Rava. Okay? And then we'll see we, how we can hook them all together. Amar Baye. Tamo velo mama show ba'alma diraisa. 
Abaye reasons that we can conclude from this Mishnah that Tamo Velomamasho, in general, that means in Shari Surim, not just Basar Bakalov, is the Arisa. Let's examine his reasoning. The If you would think that Tamki Ikar is only the Rabbanan, and remember we were assuming that Tamo Velomamasho and Tamki Ikar are equivalent principles. Right? Why don't you learn from Basar Bakalov? Right? The Chidashu, it's a Chidash. E Chidashu, Afal Gav Deleka no Sengtam Nami. Okay, let's, so let's, let's and analyze his argument. To begin, let's note the Svara Achitzona, the, the underlying hypothesis to his analysis. And this is very important. Abaye assumes, he never says it, but he assumes that he proceeds from the presumption that Tam Ki'ikar is Min HaTorah for Basar B'chalav the Leis Mantapalik. Okay? That underlies his analysis. Okay? He doesn't argue this, he just presumes it. It may be a pretty safe assumption, but we need to note it, especially for future sessions. Okay? Abayi contends that there could be only one reason why one wouldn't analogize from Basar B'chalav to every other Esor as well. Because Basar B'chalav is a Chiddush. So a Chiddush is a technical term. It's, it means it's a novelty. Something exceptional that's outside the rubric of the halachic system. Like Xeris Akasuv that the Torah declared and it's got its own characteristics and it applies just to it and is not open to analogy. Okay, One suggestion that the Gemara doesn't specify on what basis one would consider Basar B'chalav to be a Chiddush, but the Rishonim do. So, one suggestion is that a Tarovus of Basar B'chalav isn't like other instances of Easter Beheter, because both items are initially Heter by themselves. So it's not Easter Beheter, it's Heter Beheter, right? Since they both start out as Easter, as Heter, when they combine, they together form the the, he, the Esor, and therefore it's not subject to what the proportions are. Right? Okay? So that's the first one. Right? They're both, neither of them is Esor. They're both, but together they both are. Basar B'chalav is Heter Beheter because the Esor is effected through the combination of two entities, both of which individually are kosher. So in fact, we will, when we get to Basar B'chalav, we will discuss whether the Easter of Basar B'chalav applies at all to non-kosher meat in milk and non-kosher milk with meat. Right? We will get to that. This is problematic since we have another instance of that in Halakha as well that undermines this argument that herein lies the novelty, the Chiddush of Basar B'chalav. How about Kala'eya Karen? Right? If you think about it, aren't the kernels of grapeseed and grain also individually permitted? Or shatnes. Yeah, or shatnes. But this isn't our main focus right now, so we'll leave the nature of the finish for the time being. The thrust, though, of Abaye's argument boils down to this. We either analogize from Basar B'chalav to the rest of the Torah, or we don't. If we do, then Tam Ki'ikar is Ba'alma Diraisa. If we don't, then it isn't. 
Now, presumably, he says, the only reason not to analogize is that it's a chiddish, exceptional. It cannot be exceptional, though, because it has the one characteristic that applies to all of Yisr Behetar. What is that characteristic? It depends upon the Sinas Tom. Right? So as we see in the Mishnah, if the drop of milk conveys its flavor through the Chatichas Habasar, it's Asura. The use of the standard of no Tom, or conveyance of flavor, indicates that Basar B'cholov is a regular part of the halakhic system, and therefore a proper logical source for Tamo uh, Umama Show or uh, Tamo Velo Mama Show, the Alma Diraisa. So, how do you overturn such an argument? You got to find a reason specific to Basar B'cholov that would entail the Sinas Tam as a standard and wouldn't make it depend upon the halachic system of Yisur Behater, right? And what is that? In other words, if there's another reason why Basar B'cholov would revolve around Tom, and not just because it's part of Yisur Behater in general, then we can still maintain that Basar B'cholov is a Chiddush. And Rava has just such a reason. Amar le Rava, Derech Bishul Asra Torah. The Gemara tells us that you can only effect Basar B'chalav through Lo Tivashel Gedi B'chalav has to be through cooking. What is cooking by definition? Eruv Tam through heat. Therefore, Nesinas Tam is a feature of Derech Bishul. Okay? Now, what do you think is the conclusion here? So, Rava clearly, and the Gemara leaves it at that, Rava has trumped Abaye, right? Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so you would say, Rubba, what is Rubba saying? You can't learn from it, and therefore, what do you? Th- what would Rubba be saying about Tom Kikar? Yes. Okay. Right. Now you can see now why Abaye assumes right because Rubba assumes it too. Okay, so they both assume it. We'll have to get to that. Okay, now. Plus, you mentioned before, we usually follow Rava. Rava's a biggie, right? Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> right? This is a great moment for Psakalacha. We know that in only six cases, and there may be a seventh as well, does the Halacha follow Abaye in a dispute with Rava. And where do you see these? Anybody learn Hamachkid? Or In Elamitsius, anybody learn it? Ya'al Kigam, right. Okay? You want to see, spell it out, Rashi and Kedusha, Nun Beis, Amud Beis. And Tosfos there, they enumerate the cases. It does not include Tom Kikar. Okay? Therefore, you would think that Allah is like Rava. But isn't Rava indeterminate as well? Could we read Rava another way? Isn't there another way we could read him? So look at Tosfos on the spot. Okay? And I give it to you. It's source number three. Amar Rava. Derech Bishul Asra Torah. Dichuya ba'almahu demehaka leka lemela aval tam ki'ika have diorisa kidepeirish peregid anasha. So what is it? Uh, or kidepeirashdi or peirashdu? Because it's in Tosos and Gid anasha, and it's Tosos on source number five. 
that's the Tosus that he's referring to, Medina Nasha, but it's dependent upon understanding this little section of the, um, of the Gemara, and I want you to look at that first. So what's he saying? He's saying, like I said you can say about all Rishonim to a certain extent, right? Point that I made before. It may be that the Reed de Orleans is not establishing a lacha. He's just saying you didn't prove it, right? So that could be, that's the way Tosfus understands Rava. He's right, but your source is wrong. He's saying, right. He's saying, in other words, yes. In other words, it's a dichuya ba'alma. I don't like your argument. Your argument doesn't work. I could overturn it. Because I could say, Derech Bishol Asra Torah. Because I could say that, then your argument doesn't prove it. But in fact, it is the Orison. Now, where do they get off Tosfus saying that? Because would you say, if we didn't have Tosfus, we were on a desert island, and we're, we're learning with the professor and Gilligan, right? Okay? Um, would we, and we didn't have Tosfus, what would we say? It says, I would learn the Sugya. I'd say, Rav overturned Tabai, right? I'd say, Tom Gikar's Midorvanen. So why does he say it? See, he tells you. You've got to be very careful. You've got to parse the words. He tells you, because Rav explicitly, you can argue that Rav explicitly holds, I argued in another place, that Rav does maintain Tam Ki Torah. And because he does, and based on that sugya and the Tosfos that, that appear next, because he does hold that, therefore, I have to explain here that it's only Dekhuya Ba'alma. Now, what do you think? Now, we know Tosis does it, but it turns out all of this. What are they trying to do? They're trying to square all the sources. This is my sheet. This is what uh, I want to ruin the Mishnah Brewer for you. I don't want you to be able to read the Luach Basakanesis and think you're learning the Halachas of Tefillah, right? You can't just read the Deos. You need to understand how it is an effort to make everything coherent, to make things walk, work together. That's what Psach is. Okay, so now we see. Let's summarize where we are. We have two explanations of Rabbi Yochanan, right? We have two explanations of Rava. So what are we going to do? We can make Rava fit with Rabbi Yochanan in either direction, right? Okay. So we're going to need to use the Kasuv Ashlishi Sheyachriya Binehen, and that's the sugya from Gita Nasha. Okay, now why don't I do that sugya first? Because then I could have made it indeterminate, we would come back. But the reason that I did them is very logical. Because the first two sugyas directly discuss the question of Tom Ovalomama Show or Tom Kikar. They directly discuss it. Okay? It's only indirectly enters through this. The background of the sugya is the mitzvah of Zroa Bishela from El Nazir, and as to whether or not you have two uh, uh, understandings as to what Bitul Tom could be. Is it a Maya or is it Shishim? And they all learned it from Zerobashela. It's in the Sugya there. And then the Gemara asks, and I'd like you to look this Sugya over if you could, the Gemara asks the following, Mi Yalfin and Mina, how do you learn, how can we learn Tom Kikar from there? This is something that comes to matir something that's generally usher, okay? How do we know B tool from there? And then from this sugya, we we are going to see uh, that Tosus abstracts from the sugya that it must be that Rava holds Tom Keikar um, Minatora, okay? 
which then, if that's the case, then we have a derech in Avodazara, in the Sugin Avodazara, and a derech in the Sugin Kolobasar. And all three of them work together. Okay? So it's our first little piece of Torah of all these things that work together in Tom Kikar. Now, um, there's a sort of a, um, an easier version of this that I've, I thought I had sent you. As a matter of fact, I probably have it here. Maybe I'll just send it to everybody now to make sure that you have it so I don't have to worry about it. So let's go to... Let me find it. Um, whoops. Uh, what? Yeah, here it is. Okay, so let me just... Let me just um, send it to everybody. Okay. I probably have all your emails in here, but JT, right? You, you come up. Okay. All right. Yeah. How did your email start? Uh, I'm not sure what email you Probably Ambrose. Oh, yeah. You're Ambrose backwards. Because I first um, emailed you Mordecai first. Oh, Mordecai. And then I, I know that didn't go through. So it's M. Gross. Oh, sorry. I got I left an R out. Just let me get this so I know everybody has it. M. Gross. Why do I keep on taking out the R? Autocorrect. I hate that autocorrect. Ambrose.mordechai, right? Yeah. At gmail.com. Yeah. What's yours? <coughs> Rafi. No, oh, I think you got it. You didn't get it? Rafi, yeah. Yeah. Abrahamz at gmail.com. Abra- Rafi, and there's no nothing in between it. Nothing in between. Abraham with Z at the yeah, end. Yeah, Z at the end. At gmail.com. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have it. I may have it, but just uh, just yeah, just give it to me now. T A C O H N. T A. I have it. T A. I have it. Okay, so I obviously sent you something before. Okay. See, this is really bad because for this guy, he's got a crazy email, so I won't make him say it. What, dude, man? It's good. It's good email. It's not too embarrassing. Dude, man, one eight. Yeah, right? but uh, would you, let's just say uh, Rough Shocker was sitting here. Would you? Would you say, I'm dude, man? He'd say, okay, dude. Would you, would you, uh, really, come on. Would you be comfortable say, dude, that's awesome. Yeah? yeah? He's yeah. doing stranger things for me than dude, man. Yeah, okay. I've had, some pretty good yeah. I've had that email since I was in sixth grade. Really? Okay, well, maybe it's time yeah. to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a professional one that I use yeah? for like. Work. Okay, you know, I have your other one, Rofe or yeah, something. Yeah, Penny Rofe. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, I have that also. Yeah. All right, so anyway. Nobody has their email with them now, right? I do. So tell me if you got it. Okay, so you should have it. Okay, so you all should have the version of this. And I'll send you the third one, which is the next piece of this. Okay? But can you, do you think you'll have time to look at that sugya? You know, yeah. it's not a long sugya. Yeah, the whole actually sugya. started, but I stopped right where we started here. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the Zohetar Abamiklal Isra. Yeah. You started with Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, went, I went through the... Right, Bar Kapara. Yeah, Right, okay. So this is, I actually want to do that and the Tosis. There's a long Tosis there. 
yeah. on Rumpa. So I'm going to, you know, and, and I'll start to give you questions that you can already figure out, fill out. Now, here's the thing. Here's the guarantee, okay? I give you questions that well, some of them are lambda, some of them are hard, okay? But I give them to you. You work them out. You can work together if you want. You can work with the Habrusi. You can work whatever. If you can't get it, then you meet with me, and I'll go over with you. But you write up answers to those, then you have a set of notes. You study those questions, and I will ask exactly those questions mm -hmm. on the Bechina, right? Because the important part, again, is to know the material, not to play a guessing game what I'm going to ask, okay? If you do the work, you should be guaranteed to finish your day, right? I mean, if you're doing the work, you should be guaranteed. But in the past, that hasn't been the case here, so that's how I came about. People would go through your day, they work really hard, and then you know, they uh, would just get under 60, 62 or something like that. Next thing you know, they don't get smeared and they have to like do it again. I mean, that's crazy, right? So. You can't throw What do you say? You got it? Okay, good. All right. So that's what we're, we're going to do. And this was a, more of a sugya. This is the, the important thing about it. This is the derech of what halacha is. The coherence of the pieces of the, of the puzzle. Making them work together. Okay. Right? So you have a nice, this is a nice little piece of Torah, you have to give a shear somewhere, this is a nice little thing to do, right? You know? People are always interested, by the way, in, um, so we're having a Teaneck YU Shabbaton, or Shechter's going to be in Teaneck. I got stuck um, doing it because I live in Teaneck. So, so. so that's the one you're going to be on, okay, so I'll yeah. mix them up. Even that's okay. only yeah. like age 26 or something, right? No, this is not. Uh, no, this is not. not, it's not this is like the community. No. Like, let's get money from the community. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're all. Rav Schechter's coming. JJ lives in Teaneck. So Rabbi Brandel lives in Teaneck. Jeremy Weir lives in Teaneck. So we're like dividing up, going around you know? town. So, yeah. but you're not supposed to do the part of Teaneck where you daven. So I'm not doing B'nai Shurin, or or you know, uh, or Renat Yisrael. I'm doing the other side of town, which means I'm staying at my son's house. You know. So I'm doing Arze de Rome and Rabbi Feldman, you know. So Rabbi Feldman's fun for me. Daniel Feldman? Yeah. He's also in Teaneck? Yeah, he's got a show in Teaneck. Everyone's in Teaneck. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, listen, you're being be a surreal, right? Really all, every every path leads to Teaneck in the end, you know, so it's, you know what these... See, I thought every path leads to Eretz Yisrael. Apparently that's not the case. No, no. Teaneck leads to Eretz You know, there's one Svarah that you should turn towards Teaneck when you say Shimon Eretz Yisrael. It's not universally held, but it's a certain real estate agent is putting that out. The um, it's funny too because I can tell you this when um, Rav Shapira was my Rosh Hashiva at Merkaz Rav. So, uh, when I went to visit him, I w whenever I was in Israel, I used to visit him. And he would say to me, He said, If I thought God, but Datinek, he's called Datinek, <laughs> you know. So, he claimed it was um, a terrible thing because it may, uh, you know, I told my daughter, said it was a Yofishal Galut. You it know, is. Yeah, so yeah. makes it hard. But I, I will announce that the second of my kids left this past week for Israel on Nefesh Benefesh. Really? So so. The first one didn't go Nefesh Benefesh. He just went Tzahal. He just went to Tzahal. But she just left on Nefesh Benefesh. So, I, she mean, I, I think it was in Yeshua seven years ago. So I, I think I met one of them. Yeah. He was like 12 or something. Oh. In like a restaurant in Detroit, like of all places. I don't oh. know somebody yeah. somebody in Oh, really? What were you doing in Detroit? My father used to live there. Oh. Before okay. he retired. So, oh. so yeah. it was very bizarre. So I, that's, I actually met one of them, but my memory is like a little kid. So I oh. don't know if that's, you know. Seven years ago? That yeah, was very seven. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a one that's graduating this year who next who I'm going with in January during the yeshiva break to look at yeshivas with him. Uh -huh. So, um, 
you know. Vignette. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> that would be my. That's my last. Oh. Okay. And then I will finally have a kid, God willing, who goes to YU. I know I have six <laughs> kids, and not one of them went to YU. And can you imagine? And I get like a tuition break. I get a tuition break. <laughs> I, I, I don't get, you know. First one went to Harvard. It's like it killed me. You know how expensive that was. Second one went to Wellesley. You know how yeah. Wellesley is like the most expensive. You know. And then I had three that went to NYU. You know. So finally, my daughter said to me. She calls me on the phone. She says, "Oh, Abba, you'll be gratified. I got into Stern, but it was the business school at NYU. You know. That's, <laughs> you know. So I thought I would finally have one. So this kid." Is wants to go to YU because his um, his uh, ambition is to be a professional gabai. You know, he's like <laughs> big, big baltfila, you know, and, and whatever. So, and he would be very uncomfortable in any place other than, uh, you know, uh, he, just, I, he always says to me, "I don't want conservative Jews to touch me." He always, it's <laughs> afraid <laughs> one might shake his hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? He's a nut. He's taking the SATs right now. So, right, so, so you want us to review this? Yeah. You sent this in the, in the, in the mail for, in our email. We had Sukiya and Hulan. Yeah. You want us to review that for next week? Yeah, I want to do that Sukiya, and then I'm going to, and we'll do a lot of Shulchan Aruch next week. We'll do a lot of Timbuktu next week. Right? Yeah, really cool. What Shulchan Aruch will we yeah. be doing next week? Uh, the first Simon, because we'll be doing all the stuff about ages and, you know, okay, yeah, and, and, and Milsa and all that yeah. kind of stuff, okay. right? So. Someone said a claim that the, the Greek prime ministers are signing right now. Uh, yeah, well, they, they called, uh, you know. Oh, no confidence for yeah. uh, that. I thought he won that. It's a good thing we don't have that. It's a good thing we don't have no confidence for our president to have to resign, too. Because I don't think he has it. I don't think there's much confidence in him. He's going to be elected, though. Is he going to be elected? What? Obama? Yeah. I hope not. I hope not also, but I mean, like, never know. The guy is. I tell you this. I actually, I'm not supposed to push politics right now, but I actually have friends who called me and said, I have to admit, you were right, you know, I shouldn't have voted for him, you were right. I was telling people, you know, it's a community organizer, what are you, nuts, you know? Harry Reid thought you should make him president because he hated the Clintons, you know? I would have yeah, taken Hillary way wild. before oh, him. Oh yeah, that was wild, yeah. yeah. Stop the Clinton machine. Yeah. That's what it goes. Yeah. But I will say that if I'm drafted, I will not run. <laughs> okay? Although I have a plan for you guys, okay? Nine dopping, nine weeks, nine Hadushin. It's my 999 plan. 999 plan. Okay? All right? I'm sorry. I, I broke it down. I was going to do the subject because I thought that I'd sent that out. It's my fault. We would have gone a little bit longer because I would have done that subject. But I'd like you to see that subject. It's very, it's a crucial. Yeah. It's a crucial. With the, with the Tosis there. You see the Tosis, Ravomar? Mark? That's it. It's, it's an important process. Okay. Well, for me at least, it's my fault because I, th I think I got something, but I didn't look at it. I, I started yeah. with Okay, so this so time you'll yeah. you'll know to look at it. Right? Of give your right. give a yeah. test. Yes. Yeah. And then while they're doing the test, you can. <laughs>